Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Level 278 of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. And uh, you know what za means. Za means friends. friends. I, thought, and, I thought this was a part B. So, yes, the, we said there'd be a, a second part, a part two, but then I realized, like... A part deuce? But why? I'm not going to make it, label it part deuce. I'll just claim claim ownership of, like, an entire new episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it is the second part of us doing our 2021 year-end wrap-up. And instead of doing geeky... Movies. We're doing geeky <laughs> shows. Showsies. And the za means friends. Whenever it's used. Hell yeah. Fuzz balls. Shows. Shows in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I say shows in, and then I think geeky shows, and I'm currently like finally watching season three of Cobra Kai. And mm-hmm. Chosen shows up, and I'm like, bah! But yeah, that's, a, that's neither here nor there. That's not one of the shows we're talking about, but nope. yeah, that's, what, that's what that made me think of. Ah, but hey, how, how you guys doing from the last, uh, not, it wasn't a, a best of, but uh, our uh, our format where we did 15 thingies and talked about them. You doing good? Uh, you know, yeah. getting ready for a wedding, feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. My favorite television show. It's Blue So Stress. One hundred percent me. But yeah, uh, if you weren't around for the last episode or you haven't listened to it yet, basically, uh, rather than do a ranked list where we just said these are our top five and we ended up talking about like seven or eight things, uh, we each got to pick five of whatever it was, movies or shows, and and come back where we have fifteen things. So the goal is. Uh, talking about whatever we think is noteworthy from streaming or television, uh, maybe even some honorable mentions. And I like it. It's a, it's a little bit of a different year-end wrap-up format, but I think uh, I enjoyed it from the last one. didn't enjoy editing it, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed recording it. It was definitely fun. It was. And yeah. now we're going we're gonna to finish our wrappage of 2021 and just get right into it with television, streaming, shows. And we'll stick to the, I think we'll stick to the order that we had for the, the movies. Go Blue, then me, then Danny. And uh, and ostensibly, it'll be about two hours. Yeah, probably. Well, anytime I'm on, it's two hours. <laughs> Not every time. Sometimes it's three. I have a pretty good record. <laughs> yeah, once I let the leash off and did it like force you to do the shorter versions. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're getting into it. And Blue, take us away. What's your first geeky show of 2021? Where do I want to start? That's... I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I am going to start with 
WandaVision. 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 So a lot of people, a lot of people did not like the start of this show, and that's because they are fools and don't understand the nuances of having episodic uh, shows come out where you have to wait. They're so used to binging shit, and this, this was to me brilliant storytelling. I really, really, really liked this show. I thought it was great. Um, we already did. I, I remember us doing the spoiler episode. We did the spoiler episode. Yeah, level 237. Yeah, I thought so. So anyways, um, w- with that being said, fucking Agatha Harkness, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Catherine Hahn, all day, every day, hauntness. Uh, good, good shit. <laughs> it was Agatha all along. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That good song show. was dope. Uh, good. Yes. Good, good song. Lots of memes. Um, totally memeable show. Great. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, best Olsen, hundred percent. I don't even remember the other. <laughs> but who even were they? They were something. Who cares? Elizabeth what about Peggy Olsen? Olsen. I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> done. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my. Oh, and uh, of course that uh, you can't mention WandaVision without. Um, mentioning the most important character in the entire show, Ralph Boner. So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, and of course, my my actual favorite person in the entire show, which was um, Monica Rambeau. Uh, uh, yes, Spectrum. Woo. That so actress, what about Monica Rambeau? Uh, hello. She's going to be like every girl's superhero. She's my top. She's like one of no, no. I think she is the top. She number one. I think she is number. One. I think she's my number one female superhero. If I was just doing females, yeah, absolutely. Because okay. yeah. I love how take sharp. She's a natural born leader, and she's not a piece of shit in the comic books like uh, Captain Marvel is. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> she's, True. She's much better. Yeah, she's just better. Better. Yeah. Don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, don't be a piece of shit. Oh, but the kid is... We could use the kid. Don't use people. How about that, asshole? (laughs) How about that? What what say you, Danny? Uh, About WandaVision? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so WandaVision, I loved it. I I loved the balls that the show took. It it really... They went big. They really went creative. I think they did a good job of kind of taking Marvel out of their traditional comfort zone and doing just something weird and like kind of psychedelic but not really in the traditional form of psychedelic not like dr strange psychedelic but the whole use of kind of like the love letter to the sitcoms and tying that in which was great but for me it was really hard to get through because i knew there was going to be a payoff eventually um and so it was kind of hard to get through but once they kind of got through it and it really started becoming a show about grief and how to deal with that grief and how do the most powerful people on the planet deal with grief and who who gets uh, caught in that crossfire and that hurricane of sadness like you know it's it was it was a beautiful ending to a great story um i know we already did our review on it but i'm, I'm with blue monica rambeau was a highlight darcy was the highlight um and i think the use of uh 
Quicksilver to kind of throw off the lead and the scent um, was brilliant. I know probably a lot of people were butthurt, but I thought it was kind of brilliant just to have him just some actor, some nobody, just a boner. Boner. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be that'll be the short and sweet hairs there. So. Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about it in level 237, so I don't know what more needs to be said. Um, lots of television from last year, and uh, I haven't officially made up my mind about what my number one is between WandaVision and Hawkeye, but as of right now, WandaVision is still squeaking in at the top. Really? Yeah, I, I just love that nice. WandaVision so much. Such a good show, so. Okay, all yeah, right. And, and it, it may get, like, just the privilege of, you know, sort of being the Iron Man of the Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. So maybe just that's... Just because it came first? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, so I think uh, I think that first Iron Man movie gets point of privilege for a lot of people just because it was first, uh, not because of a true, like, judging. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really enjoy it. It's great. And uh, the boner thing, like everybody, uh, it's it's actually a tribute to American sitcoms. So it's based off a character. So that the the writer when he when he played in in sitcoms when he was younger. So whatever. So take that. Yeah, yeah, take all the boners. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, is, is do we have any more to say? We we love it, right? Wandavision was great. Oh yeah, it was Definitely. great. It was it was early in the year, and I think it says something about the quality of the show, regardless of where you rank it, that it's still in the conversation almost a year later. Yes, agreed. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, my first one to talk about is, oh, I think I put these in the order I wanted to talk about them. All right. Uh, I mean, since we're not going to get to talk too much about it, because we'll do our spoiler review next, I'll just cover it now. Hawkeye. Uh, that's... Mm. That's on my list. It was one that the blue so graciously gave me because there were other things he wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye, like like I said, WandaVision, great. I think uh, at least tied for right now, like in contention and number one, the the Hawkeye show. It was so incredible. We're not going to spoil it, though, because the next episode where we all get together is going to be Spidey no, Ma- no Way Home and Hawkeye. A spoiler review. We um, promise. Huh? We promise. Yeah, we'll get to it. We were going to record, actually tonight we were supposed to record, but after you record two hours of, of uh, movies, sometimes you need to go to bed and record the, <laughs> <laughs> the next time for the television. So in about a week from when you're hearing this, you should be getting the uh, the spoilers of the Spidey, especially because I think uh, Blue's going to be busy after that. So we'll get we'll get the guys together. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner getting the finally screen time and acting time. Um, Florence Pugh, 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 wow, <laughs> so good, uh, Haley Steinfeld, great actress, um, wonderful, uh, Via Farmiga, whatever, is that her name? Yes, uh, wonderful. Yeah, uh, and I mean, there's, there's some other name, the actress that plays Echo, who is, uh, a newcomer, and I'm not going to mention any more names, because I think, uh, I think I've already talked about two reveals, if you haven't seen it, so, um, or just one, I guess, by mentioning Echo. But she was in the, the trailer stuff for it. So, But yeah, there's just so good. All of the actors doing their thing. And yeah, I, I enjoyed the piss out of it. And it's, it's arguably, it could end up being an MCU Christmas classic. Just saying. Because mm. it is so incredibly Christmas. So if you, if you enjoy the holidays, 
Uh, you can put it on, and, and I mean, literally, there is a set piece for one of the episodes, which is the most Christmas Christmas thing you could get. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just wonderful. I I just thought it was lovely, and I can't wait to to talk about it next week and spoil spoil talk all about it. Honestly, yeah. it'll be a fun conversation. That it yeah. will. Yeah. You guys have any uh, non spoiler thought? Uh, there's so many things I want to go over. Uh, non spoiler. I enjoyed the things that happened in the show a lot. And I think that people who will watch it will also enjoy the things that happened within the show. I thought it made me happy. There. There you go. Good review. Good trying to not be because I want to gush, but I'll shut up. I mean, without without spoiling anything, just uh, have you given any thought to like where you rank it in the MCU shows? Um, because last we had this talk, I think you had Falcon and Winter Soldier as number one from you. Yeah. Um, and I still think that holds true. I would give it a solid. I think my ranking has no. I think no. I think my ranking has changed a little bit. Uh, after rewatching, because I rewatched um, coincidentally the Loki series, and then um, I would say this ties for third with WandaVision. No, ties with, with Loki. Loki's third, and so is Hawkeye. WandaVision second. Yes. Okay. Danny? Um, it was a great show. It was fun. Um, I have a lot of emotions and opinions regarding specific characters. Um, but it's nice that Jeremy Renner finally got a lead project after being involved with the MCU for decades or a decade at this point, over a decade. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just some great moments. Um, I wouldn't say that it's perfect, but I don't think I it's think, perfect. No, I don't think it's perfect, but I would put it maybe around the three, four mark if I had to like just make a listing off the top of my head yeah three That's okay. mine is, right? three or four yeah three or four yeah four i'll put it out of four there you go all right and then i'll be i'll be when we get to talk more that'll it'll make more sense yes mm-hmm. exactly uh, and and for the record Tune in next Pe- week true believers peggy olsen since we're talking like television is the character that elizabeth moss played in mad men just mm-hmm. so you know in case you were wondering (laughs) oh i thought you were gonna tie it in somehow (laughs) Uh, i would love to see elizabeth moss play a character in the mcu she's an amazing actress uh so there you go yeah yeah i would like to see her play a lawyer that has to spar with uh tatiana maslany's jennifer walters in a courtroom or any future lawyers huh or any future lawyers plenty of lawyers yeah so many lawyers. Yeah. So many lawyers. All right, my turn. All the swamp litigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking swamp. <laughs> Motherfucker. Just. He hasn't been brought up in a while. He had to be yeah, brought up. Been a little bit. Yeah, and I'm sure he yeah. would win whatever whatever case. Oh. He's just, just such a great keep, debater. It, in his case, it is him. easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Danny. debater. Yeah, what you got? So I guess we all, you two, have done Marvel, so I'll stick with the Marvel, and I'm voting for my number one Marvel series of the year for TV, 
and that's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Holy crap. This show was everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, I I like the fact that they address, you know, issues of race, issues of finances. You know, the fact that they don't get compensated for saving the world was a nice little thing that they brought up. I'm sure it'll come into, into play in the future. Um, you know, the introduction of John Walker and just douchey Captain America and his representation and of just the good soldier uh, trying to just do the right thing in his opinion was 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 awesome was beautiful. Um, I don't I don't think they I think they did a perfect job. I would not see, like to see any other way of them doing that. Um, you know, and just finally getting to see uh, Sam Wilson carry the shield and pick up the mantle um i know in the comics you know bucky took it first but you know for some reason them skipping that and just going straight to sam just felt right and maybe mm-hmm. it had to do a lot with the end to end game with captain america passing the torch directly to sam but sam just feeling the need to earn it and spending the entire time earning the mantle of captain america and just not having it bestowed on him because of his background and his ethnicity like you just you just can't pick up that mantle and just run with it right away like you kind of have to prove yourself and i think they did a good job showing that i agree i very much enjoy that show yeah level, definitely yeah, level, level 244 we talked all about it aye aye we did lots of lots of spoilage of uh the falcon and the winter soldier yeah and if you want to hear me blow john walker some more just re-listen yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he likes uh, Jim Jim Bean and Jack Daniels <laughs> and Jose Cuervo. He likes all of the liquors, especially Johnny Walker. <laughs> Jose. Yes. Yeah, he likes he likes them all. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Hey. Right? Isn't that what they call it when you get the the shot that has the four in it? Yeah, the four uh, names. Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. All right. I say, hell no, putting them four alcohols together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, it makes you think there's some comedian that talks about, like, a bunch of alcohol, like a party in someone's stomach. Uh, and yeah. When tequila shows up, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, Everybody out. Not that way, the way you came in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Blue, what you got? Uh, okay. So my next one, uh, keeping with oh, that Marvel so we, theme. Are we done talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier? We're just gonna keep moving. Oh, oh, I thought you meant for me oh, to keep can. moving. I was, I was about to say no. something. About, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier meant a lot to me. Uh, you can listen to my whole rant on on that. Um, when they uh, Isaiah brought in Isaiah Bradley, I was oh. like, blah, uh, take my money. Uh, stupid Marvel, take my money. And uh, even though we weren't paying for shit, whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, very much, very much so. Like I was just all for it and just fully invested. Um, I, I freaking love that show. Definitely my my top of the Marvel shows. Definitely. Nice. Uh, the Isaiah Bradley is why I flirt with like putting it higher. But it, the truth is, if the Isaiah Bradley wasn't in there, that's why it is where it is. But mm-hmm. it's okay. Well, I mean. 
it would have been a completely different show in context if Isaiah Bradley wasn't in there. I, I feel that. Like, he, he was, despite his short um, appearances, like, he was integral to the story. Like, he was so important. And I really appreciate um, the writers actually um, bringing him in at all. Like, I didn't think they would have the balls to do that, but um, the fact that they did... Um, really really meant something so yeah. yeah i mean it's also hard like really with any of the marvel shows like they all like on their own merits they like, have something really cool oh yeah so it's it's their they're like different shows i don't i can't think of any two where i'm like oh that was the same show just different characters mm-hmm. uh, and i mean that's pretty cool they've done what five now and they've succeeded in that regard so hopefully yep. they keep up with it absolutely Word. yep 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 all right is it is it your next one mr blue yeah uh, so keeping in line with the uh, the Marvel stuff that we've been doing, uh, my next show is going to be Loki, my number two. Um, God, how, how much fun was the fucking Loki show, right? Like it was, it was, it was fun. It was um, interesting. It was sad, like in unexpected ways. It was sad um, watching the character growth of Loki and um I, I I really felt for when he finally had to kind of face himself so to speak uh when he's like watching the videos of his own death and looking upon his brother and like actually feeling something uh really really took me by surprise that they that they went that way with him um it it made perfect sense and I loved it, like a hundred percent loved it, but I, I, I didn't think that they would go in that direction. And I you know, a part of you as as like a comic book fan, you you always hope for that kind of thing, like, oh, they're gonna you know, they could go this way and they could like showcase this part of his of his like psyche and stuff. And then they don't and you're like, eh, whatever. But in this one, I feel like I was pleasantly surprised like every single time like something happened like the old man loki popping up like holy fuck really and then with how badass and how much power he actually had i was like dude this is like this is like top tier freaking entertainment right now i am loving this even to the point where the only person he ever falls in love with is just himself from (laughs) another universe like really yes that is that is a hundred percent loki that makes perfect sense to me so, yeah, I just I just really enjoyed the show. Tanny? Word. Um, I really like the show. But for me, the show just, like, personally just smells of, like, film during COVID. I don't <laughs> know if they, they planned something bigger or what, but it just, there's a lot of sitting at tables and talking. A lot of, a lot of expedition. Exposition. So I was just like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, that's fine. It's but the story was good. The I oof, Blue hit a lot of all the good points on the head about him falling in love with himself and kind of what it takes. It's just I think it took this half of the season or season 1.5 or whatever this is um, in catching Loki's character development up from the end of Avengers to where he died in Ragnarok right. because they kind of they're trying to bring that Loki back. The one who sacrificed himself. Um, but it's very interesting. The ending's interesting. I do love the introduction of Jonathan Majors. I think 
him as Kang is going to really, really kill it. And his version of not the timekeeper. What what was his name? It's not Kang, but it's a uh, version of Kang. Oh, the yeah. one, uh, the one who, who remains. Remains. Yeah, yeah. The one who remains. He who the remains. remains. Like like his kind of clownish performance, especially after something so deep as it was in Lovecraft Lovecraft County. Like it was just it was beautiful. It was it was nice for him to be able to stretch his acting arms and like just flex and just get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you know, alligator Loki's the best because he's, <laughs> no one knows if he's really an alligator or really a Loki, and mm-hmm. like in that conundrum makes him a Loki. Like it's just that whole conversation of them going back to is he a Loki or is he an alligator? Like that's just it's it's just the best and the cutest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we level two fifty four. Uh, we low key talked a lot about low key. Uh, (laughs) i i enjoyed the the show very very much um i do think of all the ones that i've watched it's the one that sit with me less and less as time has progressed i don't keep going back and thinking about it and that 100 percent was a show like put out just because people love loki and and wanted more and you got so much more man you got all the loki and uh yeah i i enjoyed it i'm like i'm People are like, Wookiee, I don't like you. If you don't like it so much. And I'm like, you know, 10,000 years of podcasting and you're going to throw it away over a couple of Lokis. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) 10,000 hours of podcasting. (laughs) But uh, no, I mean, it's it's a really, a really fun show. And uh, it'll be interesting. Of all the shows, it's the only one we know we're getting more. Yep. So there you go. They knew they knew from go that they had more story to tell. Um, So. We'll, we'll see. That's probably I. I would imagine it's probably either right before or right after Quantumania. Yeah, we'll my see. Guess. Well, there's a whole bunch more shows that we already know are are in the pipe. So yeah, we'll we'll see. They haven't haven't to my knowledge started filming anything for it. But uh, yeah, and I mean that that's saying something. You know, we're doing 15 shows and we started off with four Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah. Well. Now that you mentioned it, I guess that's probably one reason why I keep dropping Loki down is that they did bring up kind of like the multiverse and kind of the potentials and like the rifts and it opened like a brand new world of possibilities and they kind of only like tipped the toe in it. So and that was the beginning of the year. So it kind of led my expectations for things to follow that following up like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2, like, I thought that was really going to be affected by Loki, but it really wasn't. So, I don't know. If, if, if Loki keeps kind of getting neglected here, I don't know how I want to feel about the Loki show, because it's starting to feel like it doesn't matter. Okay. I, I okay. mean, we'll see after Dr. Sat Mom. Mm-hmm. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you better call her on the Sat Mom. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, is that all She's we have to say about the Sen- Senor Loki? Yeah. Aye. All right, so my next one. Let's stop talking Marvel shows. Let's go to the Distinguished Competition. And, you know, I, in full transparency, Blue got to pick his five first, then Danny got to pick his five, and then I got to be left with what's left. <laughs> like, is there anything I actually want to talk about that, like, they haven't picked yet? 
And the answer is yes. Um, thankfully, uh, thankfully, we're li- we're lucky to live in a world where there's that much reasonably good content where you could talk about 15 shows from the year. Uh, I think if we'd done this a decade ago, that would not be the case. No. Nope. Would have been like, nope, not that many good geeky shows. Um, but mine, it's interesting. I, I thought about the DCW shows and was like, what do I want to talk about? And and you know, I I still I'm although I am much more behind. I used to be much more current on all the shows, but I still enjoy what the CW brings with the DC Entertainment. Um, I still watch The Flash, enjoy it very very much. Uh, I watched Supergirl with its finale and everything. But the one I was like, man, is there one that I want to talk about? where it would have made like my top 10 and the answer is yes and uh, i want to talk about superman and lois Mm. um season one of superman and lois and guys it was it's so good like i know superman's not like danny's main man cousin or anything but they they just did such a freaking rad job and like season two just started there's only one episode that happened last week but uh you know i'm still going to be behind on a lot of other shows but not with this one this is one that me and heather are like we want to stay current on it we want to be like watching it as it happens mm-hmm. and it's it's the thing that's beautiful it exists in the cw world but they found their own special tone for this world and the the family dynamics with Superman Lois and their sons, uh, the stuff that's going down at Krypton, but then like who the big bad is, and then there's a twist on who the big bad is, um, and it it's just lovely. It's incredibly wonderful, and it, it gives me hope for if they decided to do you know new shows, but we'll see because you know there's Danny's new story that he dropped where WB might be selling the CW, and who knows what that means for all the DC content. Because oh, they're yeah. not, they're not just gonna give up their, their their DC content to another another person. Like, hey, you got the CW, but we're keeping all this shit. These are our toys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can watch season one of Superman and Lois on the Hibbo Max right now. Saw that when I was uh going through the things. Um, so, and I think that's Star Girl and Superman and Lois. Those are the newest DCW shows, which they don't have, you know. Where there's some sort of deal with actual television network. Um, I just I don't know if you guys watched any of the show, but it's uh, so no. so good. Uh, it's really really good. They do some fun Superman stuff, and they get they do some um, pretty interesting like special effects. Um, and there's one character that's like included um, that just ah so like I cheered and cheered and cheered. There's like a a couple different twists with like the different like antagonists that show up. Um, but one of the antagonists that doesn't become a protagonist, but becomes like a different type of character, man. And I guess I'll just, I'll, cause do you guys care if I mention it or? No, nah, nope. go for it. So I guess, you know, skip ahead like a minute or two if you don't want. It's not really a spoiler so much, but John Henry Irons, like they bring. I guess Lobo. <laughs> no, no, no. They bring John Henry Irons into the show and they bring it in with such heart. In such a unique way, it's just fucking great. That's it's pretty so, cool. Does he have? So, does he actually have the iron the suit? In a way, yeah. It's it's a little different. <laughs> well, no, it's it's. I I don't want to spoil. Okay. Um. So yes, but they find a, they find a really neat way to do it where it makes more like the comics is lovely. But let's be real, when you're doing a show like set in you know quote unquote the real world of comic books. Uh, it could be difficult to do something like that, and they find a way, and it worked really, really yeah. well. And uh, the character is textured and deep and tragic, 
and it's it's really lovely. Hmm. It's really really good, and I, I highly recommend Superman and Lois like so much. You know, all the other shows good like Legends of Tomorrow, zany and fun. You just wanna you wanna turn off your brain and have some fun, watch it. Uh, Supergirl, it ended. Like we love that show, but it, <laughs> I don't know. It, it got a little silly and comic booky there towards the end. <laughs> uh, they were doing they they really dove deep into the fifth dimensional imps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm trying to think. Flash was really good. I enjoyed it, but everything was shorter and you know coming off the hills of COVID. Um, Batgirl or Batwoman. Um, I didn't finish the season, but it, it was it was good. Everything I saw enjoyed it it's a little bit darker it's more socially conscious you know black lightning ended uh, i thought it they found a way to end that show really well but uh superman and lois it was a standout where i was like i i can recommend it at the end of the year okay yeah we'll, we'll what see. about what about black lightning would you recommend that one to me yeah i think you would enjoy it i haven't watched it yet but uh it looks it's like uh it. three seasons four seasons but uh chris williams does a really great job bringing black lightning to life um, they dive into those family dynamics. It is. It definitely knows where it sits in the world and who its characters are. That's a, uh, that's a really positive review, actually. Yeah, Tobias Whale as the villain is man, the actor that brings Tobias Whale to life. Usually, like Tobias Whale will show up in like animated or comics, and he'll be a little silly. No, he's menacing. Damn, he's menacing. He's Kingpinny, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, in that world, but like. In the in the comics, he's always a little silly. You know what I mean? And he's Is threatening. Is he a whale in the in the comics? No, no. <laughs> no, you're thinking of SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my bad. And Mr. Krabs' daughter. Uh, but yeah, no, Black Lightning, really good. And I, I guess they're spinning it off into another. But I could see that show not happening. I haven't heard too much about it since they first announced it. So we'll see. I'd like to Thanks check for... out the fan one. Yeah. On the Hippo Max, it's it's good. I really really enjoyed it. I didn't think there there was any throwaways. It almost almost feels like it it shouldn't exist in that universe because it's so good. It's yeah yeah, and I'm hoping they can keep up with it with the second season. But I think it's because they found like modern like Superman writers that really like give a rip and are trying to dive down to like what makes Superman great. Yeah. So. And it's not Superman. It's Black Lightning. Got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, it's Superman. His relationships are what make those comics great. Yeah, Black Lightning. Got it. Okay, he's <laughs> he's not in Superman at all. So. I thought we were talking uh, about Black Lightning. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. So that's what I have to say, Danny. What you got next? <laughs> all right. So if we're sticking to DC stuff. I'm choosing for my next one is the zany, the wacky. And heartbreaking Doom Patrol season three on the Hibbo Max. Okay. Oh, hot dog was this just great. It dives deeper into character developments and explores more of the inner turmoil and just the conflicts, the intra conflicts between each character and, you know, what motivates them in their decisions and kind of what baggage they're carrying on top of this zany brotherhood of evil nonsense with possibly one of the funnest cliffhangers because it wasn't the ending it was like the cliffhanger right so it was great i don't think we've discussed it on this show we have not yeah so do yourself a favor 
and watch it. It really makes season one and season two pay off in season three um, to the possibility where season four can just really lean into kind of the silliness of this show. Okay. It's such a good show. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of it, man. What, what I love about Doom Patrol is when Danny was trying to decide whether he was going to like watch Titans and Doom Patrol. I was like, give them both a shot. But I was like, start with Doom Patrol. I was like, for the love, for the love of all that is good, start with Doom Patrol. And uh, while Titans is an enjoyable show, Doom Patrol is just amazing. Enjoyable is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> I've, I have messages and tapes I can show of you enjoying the show. So Parts of the show, yes, sir. Okay, I'm just saying, enjoyable. Yes. I, I have I have proof. I've got the receipts. <laughs> you enjoy Titans. <laughs> some of the, yes, some of it, yes. Yes. Guaranteed during season two and then during the first part of season three. So, but yeah. But Doom Patrol, very so. nice. Yeah, and they, they find a way, like, it could, it could get stale, but they find a way to keep it fresh. Uh, and, you know, you would think with such, like, a B-list group of heroes... Uh, they wouldn't be brave enough to, like, tackle, like, the idea of their powers, like, not being enough or maybe not even being there. But nope, they don't care. They let the story move as it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're doing stuff that exists in, like, the more modern versions of Doom Patrol, um, especially with Robot Man. Oh, oh fuck. Brandon Fraser is a acting gem. Yeah. Like, he's, <sighs> for him to come out of, like, a hiatus and just come out in this role and just continually knock it out of the park is is a testament to his acting well it, it's so like that could fall so flat on its face because robot man like yes the actor in the in the suit gets to be semi-expressive to a point but it really relies on that that performance by fraser with the with you know his inflections and everything Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, like you know, it's you're like in love with and like feeling for a robot. Yeah, a robot. Yeah. man. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, in season one, him and the crocodile, or is it alligator? Oh, oh. man. Oh, heartbreaking. And maybe that was season two. I don't know. It's just. Uh, season I mean, two. Blue. At one point, there there literally is like an interdimensional like gateway that's a donkey's butthole. <laughs> okay. like it as silly as it sounds it worked <laughs> yeah funny but there's there was one scene in season three and I, i'm gonna really try not to give it away because we haven't talked about it but immediately as it happened i thought of joe and i was just like if, if joe isn't a wreck right now like if this isn't affecting him like i don't know i don't know what will the stone of a man who gets dusty in movie theaters like like i was like did you watch it yet you got to watch it. Like, I was just waiting for him to watch it so we could talk about that one particular scene. I, I did watch it, and I guess I'm a cold, heartless bastard because it didn't affect me how Danny wanted it to affect me, but it was a good scene. It was a good scene, and yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's good. Doom Patrol is amazing. Really, really amazing. So, friends, do yourself a favor. And season four is happening this year. So, Yay. catch up because you're falling behind. <laughs> <laughs> And season one has Alan Tudor. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, not just one dick, two dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, man. And then freaking James Bond is in the Dabgum show. Timothy Dalton and so Matt, good. Matt Bomer, not Boner, Bomer is in <laughs> the show. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a different Bomer. 
Yeah, it's it's a really freaking good show. Um, and it's funny because when you watch uh, Titans season one, you see sort of like the pilot for Doom Patrol. And thank God they like fixed some things because you could see it could have been a crap show. Oh, they fixed a lot of things. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like the way it's represented in Titan season one is not not the amazingness that we actually got when they turned it into a show of its own. Word. I mean, there's wear butt, literally, like not werewolves, wear butts. People who <laughs> turn into attack murderous butts. Yeah. Uh, There's something. N- Nazis and and time travel and the 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 sisterhood of Dada and ah, uh, it's just it's freaking good. It's a good freaking show. You you could do worse with your life than than catching up on it. Awesome. Agreed. All right. So what you got next, Mr. Blue? Okay. So I'm I'm ready to get controversial. Um, I am ready to get some hate. I am ready to put myself on the line, defended. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Ooh. I like I'll, it. I'll I'll fight with you, Blue. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I like it. I'm right there with you. I enjoyed this show very much. I. The um, parallels between the um, the anime versus the live action were absolutely fantastic. Uh, accepting that this is, you know, a live action, so they cannot, they just cannot feasibly make all of the things that happened in the anime. Because um, you could just do so much more with animation than you can with live action um, and have it still make sense. So with that being said, uh, I I love the fact that they had the balls to go as far as they did in so many episodes. You know what I mean? Um, like the like the, the just from the get go, like the first episode with the red eye, and then um, there's a, a a very popular scene in that first episode where you get to see through the eyes of the guy um, while he's taking the red eye, and it's all red, and he beats the crap out of the out of the syndicate people. And uh, they recreated that scene in live action, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, there was uh, my favorite villain in the uh, in the show, Mad Pierrot, um, Pierrot LeFou. That dude was fantastic in the anime and uh, pretty terrifying, uh, to be honest. And I was really wondering how they were going to make such a zany creepy character work in a live action and to be honest i was a little afraid of how they were going to do it but i thought they handled it very well he he still had the technology that he was using um the call outs for scene for scene shots like when he throws open his cape and he's got all the weapons inside of the jacket um and then spike and uh and jet like freak out and they jump behind the cars and stuff and but when they shoot him, like the bullets just kind of fall off of his force field. I thought that that was absolutely like, oh my god! Like they they remade that scene in live action. Holy shit, that was awesome! Like kudos to for making it work. Um, the way that um, Mad Piro kind of is still afraid of like animals, and he has that fear. I know they kind of changed the story a little bit, having him being hired by. Oh no! Wait, I shouldn't. I shouldn't spoil that, huh? <laughs> yeah, let me not. Let me not spoil that. Anyways, uh, they they change the story a little bit um, as to why he's there, um, but they kept so much of it intact, um, like of his character, like him himself, 
they chose they chose to change a little bit of how it like that scene plays out and how that ends. But you know what? I liked it. I thought it was very fitting for um, a little this little more gritty um, take on that entire fight, which I guess kind of like uh, thinking about it, both were very gritty because despite the fact that, you know, in the animation, you're thinking, you know, I, I kind of feel like Westerners kind of look at the animation. And they're like, oh, it's got to be funny. It's a cartoon. But in most Eastern countries, it's like, no, it's just another form of telling a story. Um, and the story that they told in the animation was really dark. And Mad Piero was not a funny dude. Like, it, it was a really sad situation. It was a horrifying situation to be in for both parties. Like, um, and I, I really felt like they captured a lot of that. Uh, obviously, you lose a little bit in translation between live action and animation, but uh, I, I thought the series was great. I, I wish they didn't cancel it. Um, I'm kind of sad to see it go, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So, you know. Anyways, that's my take. Uh, what about you guys? I'm with you on a lot of the points, especially the limitations. Now, I watched the live action, and then I went back and rewatched the anime and I like what they did with the live action. I thought it was a lot cleaner. It was a lot more story-wise. Story-wise, mm-hmm. it was a lot cleaner. It was a lot more organized. It made a lot more sense um, with certain characters' motivations. And the anime people just kind of pop up out of nowhere. And then, like, you're kind of left to figure out what the connection is with these characters. But th- the live action does a lot better storytelling to connect everybody and, like, what... It- what are their motivations? Like, why are they doing what they're doing? Um, I'm glad it wasn't a shot-for-shot remake, even if they tried to do it. Even if we had the technology to do it, because why do a shot-for-shot remake? We have one already. We don't need, like, another exact same thing. So I liked how they changed just enough of it where it kind of has its own identity. I liked, you know, all the characters' chemistry was great. Faye was was awesome i i love Faye and her chemistry um i think that actually the times where they mimicked because we haven't really talked about this show on the podcast but the times where they actually tried to do shot for shots it just didn't look right it didn't feel right and not to say anything bad about john chow because him and the animated character are two different people but like John doesn't have the exact same swagger that Spike has from the anime, right? No matter how much you try to recreate it, like, they're just two different personalities. But John brings his own style of swagger to the role. But when they try to mimic it from live action and mimic the anime, like, it just doesn't translate well because he just, it's just not the same swagger, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah. So, like, in, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to stop there. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, Blue's opinion of it, because he's the one who introduced me to Cowboy Bebop. Like, if if he likes it, like, as much as he reviews Cowboy Bebop, that should mean something to you, dear listener. Um, I also thought it was really good. Like, I, I, for for bringing something to live action where I was like, is this even possible? I thought they did a bang-up job. At the very, very end of it, uh, when a certain character shows up, I was like, oh, this is a different feeling. I don't know how this is going to work, but I don't have to worry about that. 
because uh, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was one character I didn't know how they were going to translate. And from the little bit I saw, I was like, I still don't know how it was going to translate. But uh, yeah, it, it was just so from like that first episode with the casino heist thing. Um, so mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I enjoyed, you know, the, the actress that plays Valentine, like, holy hell. Oh, yeah, she did so good. Hats off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, freaking, uh, what's this noodle? Jet is a little bit different, but I like the difference of Jet. I like what the Dang. actor brought to I I enjoyed that. Um, it's just different enough, but still so lovingly homaging, like, it's source material. And it, it, was, it was an incredible show, and I, I would have liked for them to be able to do one more season and, like, you know, do the whole thing and... The Mad Perot, when we did uh, Level 264, the We Wanted Weirdos episode, we talked about, we weren't sure how that was going to work. Uh, and I was I was really pleasantly surprised for it to work as good as it did. They realized the creepiest thing about Mad Perot is his freaking teeth. Yeah. And they made sure that that was still the case in live action. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and yeah, it just, it was, it was wonderful. It was lovely. I enjoyed the piss out of it. And I was bummed when when Netflix wasn't willing to keep going with it. I realize it's expensive, uh, but that just stinks, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I was looking forward to season two, but I also have a hot take. So I'm, I might be on my own on this one, and that's fine. But the lack of Ed was actually made the show better. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When when Ed shows up at the end, I was just like, oh my. I was like, I'm oh glad that character wasn't here. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could take five minutes of screen time with this character on every episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what did you think of Ed Blue? She was, it was an interesting take. Um, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I need more to be able to answer that. Does that make sense? Yes. I just didn't yeah. get enough to be able to, like, make a fair assessment. I saw a funny thing where someone was like, you want to know why Cowboy Bebop is again another season? And then it showed an image of Ed from it. And they were like, this, this is why. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, I can't argue with you. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the good news is, is they almost, it felt like they knew that that might be the case. So they told a story where there's not so much of a cliffhanger that mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? You're left hanging. Um, so they may have realized that the odds of it getting another season weren't guaranteed. That's fair. Yeah, but I wanted so much more. Like I wanted to follow. I wanted more of the show. Right, yeah. yeah. I I also enjoyed it very much and wanted more. So all right, we got anything more for it? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, it's a a good show to talk about because it segues nicely into to my next show. And that is another Netflix adaptation of something. Uh, and this, I was so happy. You guys did your list of your 10 shows. And this show was always going to be on my list, even if it was going to be a top five. Uh, probably was going to come in at my number two spot. Uh, but that is the adaptation of the Jeff Lemire comic, Sweet Tooth. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Did, e- did either of you watch this? No. Oh, oh guys. It's so freaking good. Um, I guess uh, a trigger warning for anybody interested. It is set in a pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. It is set in a, a virulent virus having killed people. Uh, so when you go into it, just know that, you know, it, it may elicit feelings because it, there are some parallels to, to maybe your current 
things short of your children being born as hybrids. Um, but yeah, like the I never I knew of the comic. I know of like some images just of the boy with antlers and stuff, but I never read it. Uh, people I've heard people talk about it. Um, I definitely Jeff Lemire, very talented. Um, but this is the one that Robert Downey Jr. and his wife decided to executive produce with their with their production company. You know, Iron Man himself being like, this is the this the comic book property I want to like start my relationship with Netflix with. And hot dog, it's a good freaking story. And it I have like I've said, I've not read the comic. But I have to believe that the adaptation is wonderful because the show is wonderful. Um, it's it's just sweet enough. You could watch it with some of your older kids. Like I think Tag Guy at seven might I might be able to watch it. Just you know, keeping an eye out for his soft sensibilities. Um, it's not gory violence, but there is violence. Uh, there are some adult themes. But yeah, dude, guys, it's just so good. There's so much heart in the show, and the the young man that. That place, Sweet Tooth. It's just so good. And the story unravels. And, you know, it it does enough where, you know, eight episodes and there's a a big hook. And you're like, I need more. And the good news is Netflix is willing to do more. There's a second season. Every time Sweet Tooth pops up on Netflix, they're like, more is coming. And you're like, hooray, because I hate to (laughs) like something. And then more is not coming. So so where we say Cowboy Bebop is worth a watch, just know you're not going to get any more than, than what you get. But if you go watch Sweet Tooth, and enjoy the ever-loving piss out of it, you're going to get more. It's happening. And, uh, guys, it's so cute. It's sweet. It's sad. It's funny. It's action. It's poignant. It's good. It's just so good. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those where I watched, like, three, four episodes, and I was like, I have to keep watching this, but got caught up in other things, and then I was like, I'm going to finish this. And I did. I made time, you know, watching it a episode late at night. Just so lovely. With Big Man and and all the characters, <sighs> yay, yay for That's Sweet awesome. Tooth. It really like like I said, my number two of the year. So pleasantly surprised by it, nice. and so happy that more is gonna exist. And I, you really like it's it's incredible. It's a lovely show. It's it's about a a, a deer human boy hybrid in a pandemic with a with the NFL player protecting him uh, in a world where. Lots of people dead, uh, and they're living in, you know, uh, apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic settings, and they're convinced that these little hybrid children are the reason everybody died. Um, and, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very, very interesting. I've seen images of the uh, of the comic and, and also have heard people, like, talk about it and stuff. Um, I haven't read the books myself, but, boy, howdy, does it look good. Um, as a matter of fact, there's... A guy I like to listen to in his little, uh, like, two-minute little blips on, on the TikTok about comics that he recommends and stuff like that um, uh, was talking about it. And he couldn't he couldn't recommend it enough. He was like, this is, a, it's a really great book and the story. And if you get a chance, watch it on Netflix because it's, it's, it's fantastic. And they're, they're very, um, they, they tell the story very well. And he was for it, too. And. I was like, oh man, I, I really should get on the ball and like check that out. Yeah, it's a it's a really good show. It's like I, I was like, okay, it's gonna be silly, but I'll give it a shot. Like I wanna I wanna support like as much different like comic book stuff getting adapted. And then I was just like, Wow, this is <laughs> this is good. 
Um, but because it's like, you know, centers on like a child character, I think they they try to make it as, you know, as accessible to as wide an age group as possible. Um, but it's not a kid's show. You know what I mean? It's a show you could enjoy with your kids, but it's not a kid's show. So it's sort of like, you know, like back in the day, like Willow. Willow is an amazing, wonderful movie yeah, that you yeah. can watch with your kids. But it has a lot of adult stuff and it gets dark, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it, while it's it's not the same, it's not that world, um, it fits in that, like, vein or wheelhouse. So, and I, I it's lovely, and I can't wait to see more. Well, well I'm glad you're getting more, sir. Hopefully Yo. I sold one of you a ticket. <laughs> oh, I would, I, I've been interested in watching it for a while, so, but I was already down. All right, there we go. And then when one of you has seen it, then we could talk more about it. Hell yeah, I'll probably watch it before he does. <laughs> wow wow i, I, I feel like know, you just I didn't know i was going that. to watch it <laughs> oh well then, <laughs> you made it sound like i was in <laughs> i was i was hoping you were gonna watch it but oh man yeah. i got enough to watch that's fine we'll see okay so what you got what you got next mr danny well if, i guess if we're gonna keep it on the wacky and weird uh section i'm going to pick Hulu's finest in Marvel's adaptation of Hitmonk. Hitmonk. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was a wonderful blend of animation, kind of Archer meets Deadpool, um, silliness. This monkey just goes through and just wrecks shop. And it's not even like a mutated monkey. It's not a genetically engineered monkey it's not a bioengineered monkey it's just a fucking monkey <laughs> and he yeah. just and he has anger issues and he has a ghost that guides him on his killing spree on to vengeance and yeah it has some great cameos from uh marvel's pantheon of villains you have silver samurai lady bullseye make an appearance in this um and they're all kind of silly but awesome representation of these comic book characters and yeah as a great asian american cast that does the voiceover um jason sudeikis does his best jason sudeikis um and not jason is it just yeah who plays yeah, jason uh, sudeikis. is it yeah. yeah all right yeah uh ted lasso Ted Lasso, there we go, yeah. Ted Lasso himself. Um, well, only not Ted Lasso. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I haven't seen I haven't seen, seen Ted that Lasso. Ted Lasso show, but I know from what people said, it's a different character. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very Jason Sudeikis. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 very good. It's a fun watch to kill some time. Um, you don't really have to invest, because there's not really much of a storyline to invest into, but the action scenes are great, and... The the connection the storylines are great and monkey monkey ripping faces monkey yeah, my ripping whole faces thing is that it it he isn't genetically modified he isn't like a mutant he's just a monkey like, he's just a monkey yeah knowing his comic book origins is if you guys have never read any of his books they're the most ridiculous um he, he's just a a a monkey that really happened to like this dude and the way he fought so monkey see monkey do until until he was a hitman like that's it yeah that's yeah. the that's the story that's it and uh 
I, I really want to watch this show because the idea, like just the premise of Hitmonkey is so ridiculous to me that it has to be like, my brain is like, this is so dumb. It has to be good. Like it has <laughs> to be good because how the hell did it get any kind of fandom enough to be read if it wasn't fucking amazing? Like, does that make sense? Like that's how, yes. that's, that's how I, I've been like um, sorting out the information in my brain, kind of like trying to, to, oh, I can't think of a word that I'm trying to like um, justify like why this exists at all. He's just a monkey. It, it exists a- because they, they do a really good job with, with something that I can't believe they decided to make. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, if you like samurai, uh, Japanese gangster flicks, um, yeah, that world of Marvel, you know, where if the world of like, you know, when uh, Wolverine goes to like Japan and, and decides like, you know, it's it's it lives in that world, you know, and uh, uh, George Takai doing a voice and Jason Sudeikis and it's <laughs> has no business being as fun as it is. Um, but there were like four projects, I guess, that they were working on for Hulu. Like one of them was Modoc. Hitmonkey, Kevin Smith was working on a Howard the Duck show, and then there was a fourth one. I'm not sure what it was. Um, and everybody thought the only one that had made it, you know, to full life was Modoc. But apparently, the animated Hitmonkey survived too. So 50% of those shows got to exist on Hulu. Um, and yeah, both Modoc and Hitmonkey are like in such a different world than the MCU. But if you like Marvel stuff, you'll probably enjoy it. Like. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's bloody. It's violent. Uh, you care about a monkey. You care about a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to put it. Um, and uh, there there are times in that show where there's just monkeys talking to each other with subtitles, and you care. You care about the story, and it's weird. Uh, but it happens. But it happens. That's it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good show. It's worth watching. And uh, me and Danny watched it, and we liked it. And it, it, it deserves a mention in 15 geeky shows of the last year. It, it definitely does. And it was it was a fun way to distress myself from all the serious stuff that I watched. To watch just something that zany and wacky. And really makes no sense, but fuck it, why not? <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Blue, that takes it to you, sir. Okay, so my next one, um, I feel really needed some um, love. Uh, because with the development, well, we okay. First of all, um, animation has come a long way um, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, lots of 3D animation. And for myself, who is an animator, and a lot of the colleagues that I used to work with in college, you know, 2D animation has kind of collapsed a lot, right? But I am so happy that Netflix is still willing to go the 2D animated route not only are they willing to go the 2D animated route, but they're willing to pour in money to make good quality shows like Castlevania and, of course, like the show that I want to bring up right now, Dota, Dragon's Blood. Um, Dota is a um, a game uh, on the computer that you don't need to know anything about. You do not need to know about this game at all in order to enjoy the show. Um, and what it's about, and the, to feel for the characters, and um, 
I like that about this show. Uh, Because I never really... I've played Dota before. Um, It's for smart people, and I am not a smart person. It's Uh, a very smart game. It it is a very intelligent game. Um, There's a lot of things to do. Uh, You have to build a strategy with a team. Um, It's a very smart, smart game. And I am not a smart enough man to be good at that game. So... I like to, to, you know, read up on things and, and look at the characters and go, wow, that's really pretty, and watch the other people play it. That's cool to me. But um, this show, I thought, did such a great job um, bringing out and creating this world where you kind of feel like, oh, this is like, there, there are aspects to it, like dragons, elves, like um, demons and stuff that, that you can connect with because we're we're used to like Lord of the Rings, we're used to uh, fantasy elements and stuff like that, but it brings it into its own place where you really like kind of delve into a new place. Does that make sense? Like they do well enough in the story that you feel like this is not this is not like the same world as all the other places that I've been to. This is going to be different. And holy shit, is this going to be bloody? Like right from the get-go, they kind of show you like, this is not this is not your kid's show. Like just get ready for it, be prepared. And um, kind of like the how the Castlevania kind of jumps into it. Uh, I, I I really liked it. I enjoyed the hell out of the show, and uh, I thought it deserved a mention. Nice. It's eight episodes. I didn't realize I was looking while you were talking the same production house that did Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've finished, yeah, but I mean, the animation for Korra is really good, too, so that has me interested. Although, one of the things they were like, Dota Dragon's Blood, a show as convoluted as the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, Blue did say that. Up an interest, <laughs> they're setting up an interesting uh, storyline, and it's just, it's just the first season so far. So the second season is supposed to be coming out soon. And um, hopefully we get a little more explanation as to what exactly is going on. Obviously, you know, whenever you have like a deep story, the first season is always like, wait, what's going on? Like, what is this? And it's kind of setting things up for the grander picture. And that's kind of what they're doing with this one. Um, And I'm really excited to see where they take it. Like, I like where they left off. Um, Like I said, they they established the character so well, I'm I'm invested. Like, I want to see. I want to know what the hell is going on. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, it's it's on the list somewhere towards the bottom. Uh, I think I want to watch Castlevania before I like go do the Dota. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I, I put them both at the at about the same. Fair enough. But yeah. But I'm I appreciate you uh you bringing in something else. It's sort of like uh it's like the sweet tooth on your list, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Such good stuff. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, uh, I mean, me and Danny haven't seen it, so I'm sure we don't have much more. Uh, Danny, are you sold? Are you watching the Dota? Uh, I might give it a shot. I like the game. Um, like like Blue said, it's a very, very intelligent, um, real-time strategy team development game. So you can't really just run off and Leroy Jenkins. Like You have to work at a team. But you also have to work with your conspiring, like, specific powers and who can do what. And 
and it involves a lot of strategy. Um, I don't like people enough to play such co-op games, <laughs> but I do have a lot of respect for the game itself. Very difficult. It's definitely not a game that you can just pick up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play. No. No. Like, you got to train and you got to practice and it's, a, it's coordination. a sport for a reason. Like, it takes skill to play the damn game. Fair enough. So definitely not a, a Joe type game. <laughs> I love you to death, but no, definitely. <laughs> it's okay. I know. I know myself. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I, I appreciate the addition on your list, Mr. Blue. Um, my next one, I guess, if we're sticking to, to animation, and uh, it's the one when you guys gave me your list of ten, I was surprised this didn't make it onto one of your lists. But that's okay because it meant it could make it onto my list. Uh, which is one of the reasons I really like this format. Um, but an animated that we got through the who? No, I think Amazon Prime, uh, and, and that would be Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> Hot Dog. It, it was good. And uh, another one. This is you know a comic that Blue loves, loves, loves. Oh, I think so we good. did a spoiler of Invincible. I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure we did because I feel we like we, we definitely we talked about like uh, the train scene. <laughs> yes, we did. which I finally saw and was like, "Holy wow, that was not the book, but it should have been." Oh wow, yeah, um, it's 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 freaking incredible uh, it, animation like the comic, like mm-hmm. literally the comic brought to life, moving in front of your face, um, and in, in in lots of different roles that. Uh, um, what's his noodle who plays J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, uh, he was Fred and oh, being the Ricardos. What's fuck. his noodle? Uh, oh, you just caught me off guard. Uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> he, he also plays James Gordon. Who said it? J.K. Simmons. Yeah, him. But uh, in in many different roles that he did, like man, him. Ooh, that just wow. Invincible's freaking crazy. And right from that first episode, you watch it, and you're like, okay. And then that episode ends, and you're like, what the what? Uh, and that's not the first time that you feel that way. And uh, nope. it's it's really, really freaking good. It's uh, It was a, a lovely, lovely show. Violent. and, and it was, But still heart in the midst of all that, you know? What'd you, what do you guys think of the, the Invincible? Are you freaking kidding me? Of course it still has heart. Did you see? Did you see? We spoiled it. Anyways. So did you see the feeling in Omni Man when 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 Mark was like you dad I I still have you I was like when I read that in the book I was like ah and I threw the book down and I was like oh that was good writing fuck I felt it I felt it in my bones <laughs> seeing it seeing it in action and like him and his eyes were already like fucked up from the fight and stuff and he like looks down at his son and he. He's still mad, but he's like, I'm conflicted. And he's like off. He's he's out. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I get that. Uh, such a scene. So good. Sets up Omni-Man. Like, perfect. So good. It was really good. It's a, it's a good freaking show. And I, I cannot wait to get more of it. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned it on here. And I've have, I have a, a flair for the the ultra violence and and, and and the realism, but fuck me. <laughs> that was a lot. There are some scenes that were just a lot. 
and it's kind of nice to see a show similar to the boys where like there's a cost you know like it's oh, just yeah. not everybody's immortal not everybody's superman bullets doesn't bounce off everybody like there's a risk when you put on spandex and go out and try to fight uh saving the world or whatever the threat is you know there's a real risk when it comes into it and those shows do a good job of showing those risks but compared to like this and the boy like bo- this or boys like invincible fuck like yeah it some it gets so uncomfortable so fast yeah, yeah it, it's it doesn't it does not pull its punches no no it does not especially after that first <laughs> not, episode not at all no nope. like like that scene where he just tears apart their justice league i'm just oh oh, oh yeah i'm just f- fuck i was and you don't as as if you're you don't know what the fuck's going on you kind of have an idea you can guess but it just it just happens and you mm-hmm. and it's it's so brutal and so confusing yeah. and and they, oh. they do a really good job of you get the information right from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like you have the information that you need for him. Um, but the other characters don't. So you're like, you're ahead of the story and it, it builds like this lovely tension throughout like all the other episodes, um, which I, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they told the story well. And uh, I, I would like to see this play out. And the only reason I have not read these comics, like between like, I want to read Sweet Tooth. I want to read Invincible. It's just it's really expensive. Like the compendiums <laughs> for Invincible, they're really not cheap. And uh, this has been a, a tighter year in the money department than the previous year. Yes, yes, it has. So yeah, I just got a, I just got to borrow Blue's copies. Which I got to get back. So, Blue, you got this is this is your thing. You got any anything more for Invincible before we move on to Danny's next one? No, man. Like I, what else can I possibly say that you guys haven't? And that I haven't already put in. Like, um, I, I can't wait for more. Like, if they continue on the way that they're going, especially adding in these little, like, um, extra gory parts for no reason, like the uh, the train scene. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see. I want to see what they do. I'm excited. Awesome. Nice. All right, Danny, what you got next? So, sticking with animation, but I'm much more wholesome and toned down version of it. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Um, is <laughs> season one of The Bad Batch. It was so good. Uh, it did a great job of continuing the story of the Clone Wars, kind of in, in well, leading up to Rebels, but continuing the story of Clone Wars of what happens after Order 66. Like, the Emperor is in charge, so what happened? Like, what happened to the clone troopers? What happened with the governments? What happened with all the allies? What happened with the the planets that were aligned with the, the Separatists, aligned with the Galactic Empire, and kind of the slow fascist takeover of the galaxy with, you know these five outlaws that are the bad batch. Um, I still kind of don't like, I never, I didn't like the bad batch when they first came on and I kind of still don't. <laughs> um, I still think tech is a superior member of the bad batch. He's the only one with personality. Everybody's so cookie cutter, but you do get some great character development with Wrecker. Um, he's not as dumb as they made him out to be. Uh, Omega brings so much heart. 
into the team and kind of brings them a level of humanity that will need to have them succeed in this new world. And then you also get some great cameos from the Clone War series and Rebels. Um, I can't wait for more. I think between the two eras, or I guess my two favorite eras right now are the ones that they're digging deeper into, and that's the post-Return of the Jedi, or what what happens when after the the Empire falls and the New Republic's trying to build, and then now where the Bad Batch is exploring is the Republic, the Galactic Empire has taken over, and like kind of what's happening. It's so filling in those gaps to New Hope and and with Boba Fett and Mandalorian in the future. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it was really good. I I enjoyed the piss out of it. I uh, I appreciate you know what Dave Filoni was able to do with these with this squad, um, and also like like Danny was saying, filling out some more stuff for for that portion of the galaxy, uh, chain codes and 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 whatnot. You know uh, what goes down on Camino. Oh, the, the stuff that goes down on Ryloth. Oh, heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're, this year we're getting a second season, which is something to be excited about. Yeah, of the episodes that I caught, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. The dynamics between um, the Bad Batch themselves was really cool. Um, it was enjoyable. Definitely enjoyable. I, I haven't been able to catch the rest of it, uh, as everybody else in the house has moved on uh, and watched it. But, you know, I'll, I'll catch it eventually. <laughs> and then you'll catch it when we tell you to do a Clone Wars Season 8 you'll be like, yeah, the Bendu. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty interesting. There's there's some some story seeded in Bad Batch, which I, I keep hearing pop up on other Star Wars podcasts, like when they're talking about like Book of Boba Fett and stuff. Like, what about this and what about that? And I mean, there is there is stuff that actually like ties into to the Boba Fett narrative potentially. And we'll see. Mm. You know, but even just like a like chain codes like that pops up in Mando season two uh, and it, there's more in Bad Batch. And yep. like Danny said, the Ryloth stuff. And yeah, it's it's just really interesting. And I, I'm curious to see what else we'll get. So it was nice. a, a, a good first season of a show. Yes. Um, took, a, took a four episode arc from from the last season of the Clone Wars, which acted as a, a pilot, if you will. And uh, we got more. And I every week I enjoyed watching some Bad Batch. And I'm sure I will again. And I like that animation style. I'm glad they're still playing around with it. And I hope they find other stories to tell in that style. Uh, to me, it, it, we've gotten so much content with the style. It just feels Star Wars now, you know? Yeah. So there's something we said. That's that's Star Wars animation. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I uh, I was happy that, that Danny put it on his list. I was actually surprised that it ended up on Danny's list. Too. Yeah, because I, I don't like the Bad Batch characters, but the show was good. Fair enough. There you go. Yeah, I mean that says something. If you're if you're not a big fan of the characters, but you like the show. Oh, I like Star Wars. I like the galaxy building in Star Wars. And like I said, yeah, the I, I like Warsh and the stars. <laughs> I do. I do. The, the stuff with inside the clone trooper ranks, and then the stuff like happens on Ryloth. Like that stuff's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the, without any spoilers, like stuff going on in Book of Boba Fett right now. You know. And, an episode might not be my favorite, but then there's some stuff that goes down where I'm like, oh, I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Danny have had many conversations as this show's yes. been going on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Love it. Yes, sir. 
No spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zipping it up. All right, Blue, we're moving to you. What's your last one? What's it, your fifth it, show to it, talk it, about? It, out. Uh, my my last show. Holy crap! Now I'm gonna get a little bit uh, of a conflicted view because I I hyped I overhyped it to Joe, um, which is fine, whatever. But holy fuck, I fucking loved it. Everybody in the house loved it, and my lady is even willing to do an entire episode just to cover it. Um, Arcane Ooh. from uh, the League of Legends. Um, once again, it is a game on the computer um, that you play with a team. And although the game has like in-game lores that are near constantly changing, um, this is this show is not technically like canon to the stories of what happens. Uh, some of the things are the same, and the character names are the same. Um, like re- like character re- some of the character relationships are the same uh, versus the game to this show. But the show is definitely standalone. You can watch the show and just enjoy the piss out of the show. Um, I freaking loved it. And it wasn't because um, of the characters. As a matter of fact, uh, most of the characters in this show, I don't like them in the game. I fucking hate them. Uh, the the one of the titular characters, uh, Vi. I love her. She's great in game and in the show. Love her to death. But like everybody else in the game, I fucking hate those people. They all suck. But in the show, I was so invested in these characters, and they built this amazing story narrative that I haven't seen from a video game adaptation of any kind of media. Um, like, I haven't felt... Like, we, we talked about on the on the movies and stuff, like, oh, we talked about the, the Mortal Kombat, and it's like, well, we're really, what can you do with Mortal Kombat in the first place? Because it's just a tournament, and you get a lot of brawl, and you fight, and whatever. But um, whereas this just had so much heart to it, and I felt like... I I connected with a lot of the different things that were happening throughout the show without getting in, you know super spoilers and stuff. Um, it, it was good. There's like a lot of heartfelt parent to child, and then like the rogue guy going off and and doing his own shit, and then finding like like bad guys finding you know something else to fight for than their own selfish bullshit. And um, I think there was a lot going on. Uh, you you know what, Joe? I'll, I'll say this. Um, since you and I talked about it, I went and checked up on like what other people had to think uh, say about it because I was um, thinking about what you had said uh, on your little review and stuff. And um, I watched like a therapist kind of review the show, and uh, she had a lot of the same points to say that that I had. And I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, she said it really well. Um, So much going on in this show. And yes, there were, I would have liked to have seen some of the storyline fleshed out a little more. But when I think about how, one, how much time they had to, to kind of fit it in there. And two, how it was fit in, it was more the character acting, um, the animation first of all, is freaking gorgeous. And the character acting um, from what they animated is freaking 
fantastic. Like I I understood a lot of the things that were being said um, about the characters from their actions and the movements and the character acting. Posing was fantastic. I, I just love the whole damn show. Like I I cannot gush anymore. Uh, about it without going into spoilers and stuff but it's a fantastic show and if you haven't watched it strong recommend definitely if we were doing rankings it would be my number one there there you go blue loves it blue loves it nice (laughs) uh not only blue but listener jack like blew this show and we're like you gotta watch it you're gonna (laughs) love it oh nom 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 it's so good put your mouth on it (laughs) and i was like all right here we go. Uh, I open my mouth big and wide. And uh, no, I, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, granted, I, I watched it while I was uh, sick. However, the animation is great. Hats off to Riot Games for taking one of their properties and like making a really, really well uh, animated show. Uh, but ultimately, I, I didn't care. Like, it was fun. But when it was all said and done, I didn't care. And I was like, maybe I'd care more if I actually liked the, like, if I played the League of Legends things, other than, like, living with two different roommates, and Blue <laughs> was one of them, that, that really enjoyed it, you know? I don't know. It was it was fine. Like, I cared I cared really very much in the first two episodes, and then my reasons for caring weren't there anymore. Um, and then the story kept going. And I don't really know what was going on, like, in certain, like, avenue so i don't know that the storytelling was told as well as blue wants to blow it um because i I still don't really understand magic versus science magic um and like i i had a lot of a lot of empathy magic (laughs) no there's magic and then there's science magic danny um (laughs) inflammable means flammable (laughs) and then uh, like I, I cared way too much for the bad guys. Like I should not have like wanted to root for the bad guys so much. Um, yeah. in lots of different ways. I don't want to spoil like the show, but yeah. Like I don't. That make that no, makes because they're bad guys doesn't mean they're bad guys. But they were bad guys, and I shouldn't have rooted for them, but I did, and it makes me feel dirty, and I don't like it. I don't know um, if anybody really was a bad guy. It. it it kind of felt more like it was like normal life. You know what I mean? Like when you look at it from their point of view, it's like, yeah, they're doing shitty things, but what was the cause for it? You know what I mean? Um, Which brings everybody's character into question. Like, yeah. So I felt like it was like, wow, that's really a thought provoking. Yeah. I mean, I just, and I just felt terrible for like jinx. Like, I don't know. Eh. Like I said, I I enjoyed it and it was done, but afterwards I was like, oh, Blue's gonna be disappointed. I did not like that as much as him. Yeah, it is fine. So, and I literally I was like, Jack's gonna be disappointed. I definitely did not like that as much as him. Jack desperately wants to come on an episode of the podcast and talk with you about Arcane and like League of Legends lore, and I'm like, Ugh, well, League of I Legends guess. lore has like nothing to do with the show like at all. Like they're so told. vast. But, I might be like, hey, Blue, why don't you, like, get with Jack and, like, record about this? Because I just am not interested. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> I'll listen, too. I just don't necessarily 
have anything to add other than like, yeah, I've, I've gotten drunk and watched people play this game plenty of times. <laughs> and then I got, I got, I got the Rona and I watched the Arcane show and it was fine. But I'm like, if they're like, they're doing season two, I'll be like, tell me how it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's where where I'm coming from. So it was enjoyable. I don't know that I would have watched it as soon as I did if I hadn't gotten a little sick. But uh, yeah, I did. And uh, so I have an opinion, and it's not the same as Blue, <laughs> which which and makes me feel bad because because I love Mr. Blue, and I, I think his uh his tastes and opinions are valuable. I this, this regard, it is different than my own. But it's pretty. It's well done. I yeah. do think there's... Yeah. I just... I don't know. I fancy myself a storyteller as well, so... I'm not saying I could tell a better story, but I think I can. Well, we'll find out one of these days. I mean, I've, I've written half of Rainbow Man. It's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good story. Yeah. But, I don't know. It is enjoyable. So, my next show to talk about is all about grunt acting. Uh, and it wasn't originally going to be on my list because I hadn't watched it, but because I fell asleep and then our movie one took two hours, I had more time to watch shows. And uh, that meant I got to watch all the episodes of this. Blue watched some episodes of it tonight. The second season of The Witcher. Mm. Burn, butcher, burn. Oh, it's so good. And and Henry Cavill. God, that man can grunt act. Dude, he is becoming he is very fast becoming like one of my favorite actors. This dude is killing it. He's such it's not fair what a good looking super nerd he is. Yeah, I agree. Like it's not fair. Because he's like he's potentially as big a nerd as us. Yeah. As big a geek as us, but he also gets to be Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am very secure in my sexuality, but he's a good looking slab of beef. Mm-hmm. He's yes. a meef. Oh yeah, I forgot about the meef. <laughs> <laughs> How can you forget about the meef? Forgot about the man beef. That's that's uh meef. It's what's for dinner. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> How did we never make a meef t-shirt? <laughs> Get on it, blue. Yeah. Draw it. There we go. It'll look like a a spam can, but it'll say meef. <laughs> <laughs> I'll order two. <laughs> Toss a coin for your meef. Oh. It's, it's meat that'll make you go. <laughs> it's uh, it's so good. They do one of the like I like the the back and forth and the different timelines for the first season of The Witcher, but I get how that could be confusing for some people. So they dispense with that. It is a linear story. Um, but it picks right up where where season one ends, and uh, it's it's lovely. Lots of monsters, uh, lots of intrigue, uh, even Baba Yaga in a weird way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, they're actually, I was like, oh. man, that's straight Baba Yaga. Like, yes, they don't, they don't right. ever say the words Baba Yaga, but yeah. You're correct. And uh, did you watch the? Did you watch it, Danny? Yes, I did. Hey, I didn't know that you watched it. Yeah, never asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. I did ask, actually, but didn't yeah. Ask. Yeah, yeah, I loved. It. I'll, I'll I'll pass the reins to you, Mr. Danny. No, I'm with you. It was it was fun. It was a lot linear, definitely. Um, but still brought back the greatest hits. You still got the grunting. You you still got the the minstrel, and you still got the uh, I want to call her Yolanda, but I know that's not her name. Jennifer. 
Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, I do like the one where it gets really meta, um, where they do reference the the season and the season one and the criticism, but they do it in a very clever way that I was like, oh, this show's this show's fucking brilliant. Like the fact that they're yeah, it was it was done really well. All the critics. And, and all the criticism from season one, like, oh, that was fucking great. I haven't gotten that far yet. I know you haven't. That's why I didn't ruin it or spoil it too much. Yeah, no, but it, it's, spoil I know it. exactly what you're talking about, Danny. And I like, I was like clapping <laughs> while yes. I was watching it. Like, good form. Good form. Yes. Oh, wow. Good job, so, guys. Yeah. I audibly clapped as well. Because it was like, it was so well done while flipping a middle finger off to like everybody who complained last season about how they told their story. Right. And I mean, the, the first season, there's the, you know, toss a coin to your witcher song. And <laughs> like, how how could they even come close to that, you know? But they, they do a pretty good job with the with the minstrel song in season two. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and it had a lot of heart. And it was, it, it still carries the same feel for these characters that you had for season one. Right. But now it's like more confusing now because they did the time jumpy thing. And that's kind of what I'm expecting for season two. And so, like, I'm just kind of, like, waiting for it, but it's not happening. And then uh, we get to see more Witchers, which is also fantastic. I like the variety of Witchers. I liked Old Man Witcher, and I liked Young uh, Angry Witcher, and and Witcher Light, and Witcher Original, and Witcher uh, Extra, and uh, Witcher Zero, and uh, Witcher Witcher Sugar-Free Witcher. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like seeing the different witchers. Hell yeah! And I like them ex- expanding the lore there, where you learn more about like what what indeed even is a witcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw and that I like... they were gonna explore into that, and I'm very excited to see where they take it. And you and get much cool more monsters, much more elves, which is nice. And I'll say like I don't know if it's the very last episode or the second to last episode, but there is a scene where I was just like, oh my god. Is this really fucking happening right now? And I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Danny. It's dark. It's really, really dark. And I was just like, yeah, this is straight happening. Okay. Whew. Let me just get through this. Uh, but it serves the story. But it uh, it's dark. And uh, my hat's off to him for not, like, you know, not pulling the punches. Like, telling that portion of the story. Does it have to do with the elves? Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about elves and magic and it's just like oh my god really yes Yes. yeah yeah yes elves can get biblical if they really wanted to but it serves the story that's the thing it's not just like gratuitous (laughs) so it's not like invincible ah, but that served the story too in a different way but but blue when you when you get to what we're talking about i fully expect a message on our group chat to be like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure Cause it's it's pretty. Uh, if I'd known Danny had seen it, I would have messaged him. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was just left with my own feelings. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. It, it's okay. I, 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 I socially distance hug. Oh, but yeah. Uh, Witcher season two is great, and uh, I'm excited because it takes Danny's last show. But I'll, before Danny even talks about it, this what Danny's gonna talk about is my number one of last year, and Same. I can't wait. Yeah. Same. Can't wait. This one, this one, number one. Now we get ours. This one was bittersweet. This one was really bittersweet because I almost quit the show because it got canceled 
halfway through season one, and that is Why the Last Man. Mm. Holy crap, was this show good. I really yes. hope it gets picked up somewhere. Um, I hope Hibbo comes through because the acting in this is amazing. The storytelling is amazing. But when I read, when I think I posted that it got canceled, actually. I post so much stuff, I don't even know what I post anymore. But as soon as I saw that news, <laughs> like, showing up that next Tuesday or Wednesday when that episode dropped was really hard because I just did not care anymore. Because, like, why? Why am I going to invest in these characters? But the show's so good, I went back. Like, I just, let's finish the story. Let's finish this run out and see where everyone gets, where everyone ends up. And, like, yeah, we don't get enough ampersand. That's fine. But, you know, digital monkeys are expensive. And they're trying to work within the budget. Um, but I just, there was times in this show that were too real. In the fact that we're currently living in a pandemic. And this show is about a pandemic. Yeah. But, like, just seeing human nature and how people will tend to react is is a wonderful character study for me. That's why I liked, like, the first couple seasons of Walking Dead um, and so forth. Is like, when you strip the reins of society and you take away, whittle down those Maslow, hi, uh, Maslow hierarchy of needs and such, and you're leaving people with just basic necessities, like, and get rid of all civility. Like, that shit is barbaric. Like, it's crazy what people will do or what people will believe just to feel normal. And, you know, you're dealing with uh, women and power. You're dealing with uh, transgender issues. You're dealing with the last man on earth and I guess the search for true love, even though I still don't really believe it. I don't know. What do you think, Joey? <laughs> I mean, there there is a love story in there. I, I, dude, it's just so incredible that, that the way that first episode ends challenge anybody just to, like and when, when I said there's a moment in Witcher that's like dark. No, no, no. It doesn't touch that that end of episode one of Why the Last Man. <laughs> you're just like like literally as a man you're afraid like is this shit real am i gonna what, what's happening right now am i okay how do i feel is that tickle is that tickle in the back of my throat <laughs> like, oh, it's so it's so real it and uh, the the women and and the the trans men and and it's just lovely and the acting's so good, and they find a way to take the comic that focuses very, very heavily on Yorick, and and give breathing room and love and acting time for like the women that are in the story too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women are much more involved than the comic, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like Yorick is important, but so is this world that he's living in. Yeah, and uh, I mean, definitely filmed. During, like you were saying with Loki, there's like a battle in like this penultimate episode or the finale where you're just like, okay, this was filmed during COVID. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then there's other moments where you're just like, I can't believe this was filmed during COVID. Like, what did, did they just go to like New York like during those first three weeks when no one was there and like <laughs> in Boston and just throw some dumpsters in the street and like film? <laughs> uh and I, I I really I think I really appreciated what they did with the Amazons. It's much different than in the comics, but I think it's better. Very um, interesting. Yeah, they they take what's an amazing comic, uh, comic that for for once it's a comic that I actually pushed into Blue's hands. Um, 
And uh, and they do a really stand-up job. And like Danny was saying, I hope Pibble and Max comes through and keeps it going. The good news is it wasn't canceled. It wasn't picked up, which apparently there's a difference in that, that language means something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's like when you get broke up with, they're like, it's not, it's not you, it's me. It still, <laughs> still sort of feels like it's about fucking me. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, you know, it's, it's, it's such a good show. Um, but you can watch, watch that season or whatever. I guess if it doesn't get picked up, it's not season one. Uh, and it, it, it does tell a story that when it's over, you want more, but it's not the end of the world. Not the biggest cliffhanger. No, but so. there's definitely a conclusion that I would like to get to. Mm, especially, if it's, especially if it's the comic one. Yeah. It's 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 really, really well done. And it, it's such high quality that of all the ones like not getting picked up, it's the saddest. True, true. And and it really just has a a sense of realism to it that like even down to like the political side of it, where it's just like I could honestly see this happen. Like, it's like, holy fuck. Like, even if you lose 50% of the population, there's still people who are going to disrupt the process to survive. And it's just like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. With, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I need it. I need it to freaking get picked up and for them to do more because I, I feel like it has to exist for us to get Saga as well as an adaptation. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Blue, did you watch it? I did not. I read the the full story. I know the whole story, but I did not watch the show. Boo! Boo! I, 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 I would like to. It's not to say that I wouldn't like to, but, you know. In in the words of a great Bob Saget, boo that man! Boo! <laughs> I thought funny. he was saying blue. Are you saying blue or boo? <laughs> boo earns! Blue earns! <laughs> Uh, I was saying blue urns. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's on available to watch on Hulu because it was a FX Hulu joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's definitely on my top for the year. Just so so well done. Indeed, indeed, it, it hit the top of my my 2021 and it it never dropped. Also my and yet some good ones too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that was that was cool. There was like from fifteen quality shows to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a good year. Uh, any honorable mentions from any of you guys? Show wise. Oh, oh, that was a... I should have thought of that because I did. <laughs> now I can't think of them. <laughs> Lost in Space was good. <laughs> season three, well, the last season, Lost in Space came out last year, and I finished that last night, and it was good. It was a good ending. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, um, I I like the Masters of the Universe Revelations. I kind of like what they did with that. I don't know if I'm alone on that one. No, you're not. I really enjoyed that very much. I thought it was fun for what it was. Um, I really like the animation, Blue. Oh, I'm sure I would. The fight scenes were great in it too. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It was. It was a worthy like addition to that that universe. I mean, we didn't. We we mentioned a bunch of Marvel shows. We didn't talk about What If. Uh, if you want to know what we think about What If, level two sixty six of the podcast. Um. So, but that was enjoyable. Um. Star Lord. Trek Discovery season four. Uh. I think. Well, it's gonna finish in twenty twenty two. But uh, I mean, if you like Star Trek, there's Star Trek content you have to get a Paramount Plus uh, streamer. 
um, or have a mom that pays for it. But, <laughs> but yeah, so far, you know, it's enjoyable. It's a it's a good Star Trek show, especially like they 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 dropped some stuff that they did in the first and second season and uh, took it to a different different timeline uh, for the third season. And I think that was to the to the betterment of the show. That sounds very Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Titans season three. It, it's it's good. It's enjoyable. I think uh, if you like the the Teen Titans or especially the world of Batman and Gotham, there's something there for you. Supergirl finished off. I really I enjoyed Supergirl. That was uh that was the, the gateway drug for Heather watching the DCW shows with Supergirl. Got and, uh, season three of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh Damn, yes. That, that one that if not for Witcher season two, that was gonna be one of my one of my five. That was good. Okay. And that's uh, fair. I mentioned Modoc. That was really oh my god. If you like robot chicken, um Modoc is right there in your wheelhouse. And I don't I really don't know how that show exists. As much as Hit Monkey was crazy bananas bonkers, oh my god, Modoc is just freaking puppets. It's so weird. It's weird, but uh it's worth it's worth a watch on Hulu. It exists. Watch it while it still does. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I only have to mention it because it was literally a bone of contention <laughs> between me, Blue, and Danny is the fourth season of Cobra Kai dropped on the 31st of December. <laughs> 31st. And it's uh, good. I did not I did not have any problems. I was just trying to be the mitigator, like, to compromise for you guys, because I could see it from both sides. But then when, <laughs> once, once Joe, like, said that, oh, no, if it came out on that day, then it's fine, I was like, Oh, then there's no problem. There's no, there's nothing to mitigate. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally didn't realize that it came out on December 31st. That's why I said no. And then Danny got real upset, and he said it came out this day. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It tracks. That was a Friday. So if it came out that day, then I guess technically it's 2021. Yeah. But it technically, is. it is 20. If it comes out the 31st, it's still 2021. That it is. There's no technically that's, about that's, it. it. It's still part of the calendar year. Well, no, I just I just use the word technically correctly. Most people use it incorrectly. It's literally 2021. It's both, <laughs> both technically and literally 2021. And figuratively. And well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I'm actually me and Heather are uh, we did I didn't realize we were in the third season of Cobra Kai. So we've now watched uh, six of the ten season three episodes, and we'll be getting to season four at some point this year. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was like, I can't believe we, like, we loved the show. We just stopped watching. We started watching other things. I'm like, but this is perfect. They're like 25-minute episodes. Uh, and we really, really like the Karate Kid Part 2 stuff. So Yeah, it's it's very yeah. interesting. But yeah. So we can talk more about it offline because it just yeah. came out. Sounds good. But uh, that's uh, that's our list of uh, of geeky shows, fifteen geeky shows uh, for you to enjoy. I think uh, I mean the only one on that entire list I hadn't seen was the Dota. So no, yeah, I mean I'll, some someday I'll probably watch it. Yes, I might. Yes, I might. <laughs> Never. Maybe I should uh, stop rewatching episodes of Boba Fett and like watch an episode of Dota every once in a while. <laughs> if you if you wanted to, you could. Yeah, yes, but I, I, I just might. 
Yeah, just check it out. I'm currently trying to finish the Wheel of Time show. I have an opinion about that, so. It's, it keeps on turning. It does, yeah. It does. The Wheel of Time keeps turning. Looks like a snake. <laughs> the snake's got its butt in its mouth. It's going round and round. Sounds like a good time, if you ask me. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any last thought, friendos? Yeah. Uh, TV good. TV good year. Yeah. There was a lot of shows for 2021. A lot there of, was. Especially there was. Marvel content. And then 2022 looks like there's going to be a lot of DC television content. So um, we might be fully loaded of DC content for our top 15 next year. I think there's going to be a lot of Marvel as well and Star Wars. Oh, so much Star Wars. Yeah, there's at least, uh, I think Book of Boba Fett qualifies for this year, mm-hmm. and you're going to get Obi-Wan and Andor and M- Mando Season 3, probably. So And yeah. uh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch, and then all the Marvel shows. It's going to be uh, Secret Invasions this year. Um, mm. I think Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Oh, can't wait. So, and Day Knight, the fighter of Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys been catching up on the books? I'll have to talk to you about it off lot, but oh, it's good. I mean, Moon Knight's great, but what about Sunday? Mm, I love me a good Sunday. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we're gonna wrap up this podcast. Uh, you know the drill. <laughs> Send an email, laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, at Wookie Ride on Twitter and Instagram. At Blue Wolf D on the Instagrams and the Deviant Art. Uh, Anchor.fm slash laugh dash hit dash up dash fuzzball is the home of the podcast. If you want to be cool and get a shirt, maybe we'll even make a Meef shirt. Go to Anchor, or not Anchor, go to tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash hit dash up dash fuzzball. And if you are on the book of faces, if you do that social medias, hey, come join us at the Laugh at a Fuzzball's Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. And I think that's all the things. All the things. Everything. Toss a coin to your podcast. Burn for the fuzzballs burn and uh yeah yeah whether it's magic magic or science magic we just thank you for being a part of it and uh hopefully you enjoyed these uh weird little wrap up year thingies that we did and uh lots to look forward to in 2022 and more episodes to come including the next one we promise spider-man no Way Home and Hawkeye. Spoiling the poops out of it. Boy, so stay tuned for that. And un- until the next episode, I am Joe the Wookie Riot. I am Blue. And I'm the Deuce. Deuce, the Danny, Deuce, the, Deuce, Deuce. The Sheriff of the Dusseldorf. Deuce, Deuce, Deuce. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side. Until then, bye-bye. It was a year. We survived it. I think so. So toss a coin to these bastards, you bitches with plenty. (laughs) Science magic.